Life. The word is life. Podcast. Welcome to the word is life. The word is life. Podcast. Welcome to the word is life. The word is life. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. I'm sipping on hot tea, bitch. Y'all remember when Lil Wayne said that? In that song? Please don't shoot me now. On the Carter 3, that's what I'm sipping right now. Some hot green tea. And you know what? It's doing wonders to me. I'm a tea drinker now. I would have never thought that about myself. But I see why people drink tea. It's great for your body. Great for the throat chakra. Hey. Gotta take care of yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Health is wealth. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. Yes, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Spee's in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. Back at you with another episode, season two, episode 12. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for making the What Is Life podcast part of your daily routine, your evening routine, whenever, wherever, however you're choosing to listen to this podcast. I just want to say thank you. I love you. And without you, trust me, this experience that we're having, this moment that we're sharing together, it wouldn't even be real. It wouldn't even be true without you. So thank you for opening up your space, your time for us to even have this back and forth, this discussion. It's it's truly, truly beautiful. It's really a miracle that this is all happening. And I always got to shout out Pal Pullen. You already know he pulls up every single episode. I think he's only missed two. But he's having a great time working camera A, as you can tell, as you can see. So shout out to Pal. And shout out to you wherever you're at in the world. Feels good to be back at base camp, ladies and gentlemen. Seems like every summer I end up adventuring off. I guess that's what you're supposed to do in the summertime, right? I mean, as kids, as we had school in the spring, in the fall, in the winter... They give us that big ass summer break. And you know, some of that some of that time away from class, away from school, you really did a lot of growing up. I know for me I was outside playing all the time. And we'd go to Chicago every summer. So I was about 11, 12 years old. All that shit got shut down. But it was cool. Noticing the different phases. Because there's a level of growth. That follows the summer. Think about how hot it is 
during the summertime and how much we desire water at that time. Like a beach, that sounds extra refreshing when it's like 120 degrees or when it's 99 humidity or 90% humidity, 92 degrees, 95 degrees. It's wild. The weather is crazy. But it has its patterns. Just like we have our patterns. We have our phases. It's predictable, yet we don't know what's going to occur during the phase. But there's ways to master thyself emotionally when these changes do happen. Because one, one day you think the current is going this way and then boom. All these trees starts falling. And a new way is formed. The water's being redirected somewhere. Has to. Floods start happening. Whoa. You got people out riding their boats in the streets. It's amazing. But yes, it feels great to be back at base camp. We were able to uh, see a lot of family, see a lot of friends. I was able to celebrate my brother's birthday. He turned 13. It's amazing. Growth is happening every day, whether we want to admit it or not. So do we have more time or do we have less time or is time just an illusion? When it comes to our lives, we all desire a certain lifestyle. We have that wrapped in our minds. We envision it. And it's crazy how each one of us has our own individual perception on how life should be. And we have full capabilities to make it that way. However, we choose a route that is the most popular, the most mundane, the most secure so then you're stuck living a false life while the real life that you desire for it's not achieved 
Then you spend this time trying to vacation during the summertime to catch glimpses of these experiences. But could you imagine if you actually chose to live the life that you actually wanted to live? How much freedom comes along with that? It's kind of scary. However, it will make you appreciate your time. It will make you value your life that more. And you will truly see how precious each moment, each second of the day that we live is. This life that we're living, it's impactful that, it's so impactful that we can literally, like a song can literally change the way mankind thinks. Like when Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror song comes on, there is not a person in the world who is not singing that song at the top of their lungs. Nobody. There is no way when you hear the song Thriller, you're not dancing. There is no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And we all have that within us. We all have that certain niche that we feel like we can master. Not saying that we strive to do that, but there's people out there who want to hit record. They lust after that shit. They desire after that shit. Hit after hit after hit. what defines some of their careers. There's people out there in the world who define hits by how great an artist is. A lot of people judge an artist off how rich they are. But the true richness in an artist is their creativity. What's wild to me is that we are all here experiencing these different emotions, these different changes in life that's happening around the world. And with technology, we are able to get glimpses of what's going on in certain areas. However, we have to be mindful of the source that is coming from. Because 
a lot of media outlets, they can make one block look like a whole city is rioting. It's actually terrifying to think about, right? And you're in a rush to try to help financially, you want to donate. But then sometimes you don't know who you're donating to. It could be a scam, you, you, you just don't know. But desire, as you can see, is all around us. Lust. It's all around us. Some like to define lust as sexual desire. I like to define it as strictly as desire. There's a plethora of desires. There's many desires out there that we all crave. But if you are a follower of Buddhism, you know that on the path to nirvana, you have to rid yourself of all desires. So how do you even get to that state of mind if you didn't have a desire to try to reach nirvana? Questions. If you have the answer, yo, let me know in the comments. Let me know in the comments. Love. Love is so powerful. Love can be instant, and love can be built over time. With love, there's like, there's an instant connection. It's deeper than a desire. It's deeper than a sexual attraction. There's something that you can really feel. Like in your core. Like in your solar plexus. It's like both of your sons are like. Yo. We're balanced here. Like you can feel love. There's different levels to it. Desire is more within. It's more the shadow side of love. Because to love someone, you still have to 
desire after certain aspects that come in love. There's, there's a certain level of affection that comes with love, attention that comes with love. There's more attention to detail. There's more care. Even with tough love. There's still a level of care that goes into that. Love can be so confusing. However, it could have you in a could have you in a world of confusion, a world of torment. It could make you question a lot of things about life. Like if you build a bomb with someone and then you have to break that apart while you're still breathing this air. Is that fair? Is that right? I guess you would have to look at how that love started. Like, how was it rooted? Did you desire them sexually and they didn't turn out how you thought they'd turn out? Did you desire them because you thought they would be affectionate? You thought they would give you the love language that you need to receive in order to grow the relationship? Did you think your partner would help you grow spiritually? When we get into certain relationships, we have a certain idea. We have a certain perspective of how we think our partner is going to act. There's a level of submissiveness that each person has to have for each other. To truly grow. So how does love work? Is love real? Can it be defined? so magnetic I can't define it but you can feel it it's magnetic it's a certain type of energy that transcends through multi-universes through space through this time continuum 
we love our bodies. Some of us hate our bodies. Some of us alter our bodies. Do we appreciate ourselves? I don't have the answers to that. But we are taught that self-love and self-care is to care after your shell, your temple. But the best way to do that is through nutrition. But the way that we're conditioned to eat, it's hard to be strict, be disciplined. We're taught here, in America at least, to overindulge. Everything is over the top. Sex is thrown in your face at every chance you get. On the news, you see so much, so much, so much content that could have you scared to go outside, have you scared to go play. My little brother's 13 and he is scared to ride his bike outside because of what he sees on the news. And I just find that so strange. I find it so strange. But if you have a journalism degree, you already know what you're taught behind the scenes. So it's so it's it's condition it's conditioning so what seems hard at first can become easy that's why we can't give up on love but we desire to love ourselves And when we look in the mirror, sometimes what we see, we don't like. Sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I think that we forget that this body is so frail at the end of the day. It's so, it's, I don't want to disrespect it, but. Structurally, it's not built for like high impact activities. And yet, we can do so much with it. We can do so much with our bodies. So I think as long as we love the fact that we can actually breathe and have great health that's probably what matters most that's probably what's going to make you the richest if wealth is what you truly desire 
wealth is built over time, day by day, night by night. But if you desire the money that much, is there limitations that you have to attain it? Or will you do anything to get it? That's the real question. The best way to truly build wealth is to make your way. Sounds simple. Make your way. Love or lust. They go hand in hand. I don't think that's something that you need to choose between. If you master what makes you weak, you will overcome your desires. You'll be able to rid yourself of desires. Desires won't even exist. You can turn that desire into admiration. Then when you find somebody attractive, you can can appreciate them for who they are. Instead of being in that primal state of tagging and bagging and being out. We aren't just playthings. We are actually very intellectual beings. We are very powerful beings. We are gods. Don't get caught in the state of lust. And don't be so blinded by love that you start ignoring red flags. Your energy is what's most sacred. Your energy is pure. Your energy, we can all feel. You have the ability to change and attain anything you want in your life it's all on you it's all on you your thoughts how you condition yourself to live your life day by day your habits 
self-analyzation, what makes you act this way, what triggers you, how can you overcome that? We have all the answers. So be careful what you project on your own life. Because sometimes what we see is not always what we get when we get there. Like when you watch movies and shit and you see these characters going to a city and they're living so lavishly. They're going crazy. They're having a ball. When you get there, subconsciously, in the back of your mind, you want to reenact that when you get to that city, when you get to that bar. You want to see if it's that popping. But that that script, which you saw in that movie, in that show, that energy, that was all rehearsed. It was all scripted. We have the ability to do the same thing. Whatever we want, whenever we choose to, we can will it into existence. Might not happen now, but you start now, and you'll see what you start attracting into your life. Even if it's somebody that you're trying to take out, you know, you're going to shoot your shot. You might get shot down, you know what I mean? But then, you know what I mean? You're going to catch something. <laughs> Yo, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds OD. That sounds crazy. That came out kind of, eh. <laughs> but y'all, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look how much, look how many dating apps there are in the world. Shit's crazy. Shit's crazy. They, they taking all your money. For you to swipe, be addicted to looking at your phone. All because you're trying to get a nut. It's wild. It's wild. Life. Life. So how do you want to spend your time? Because lust can be very powerful as well. That's why drugs can be so addicting. Because that high that you get get so empowered by it you get so stimulated by it you want more of it same with food lusting after a burger some fries chicken sandwich from Popeyes (laughs) man start taking all your bread taking all your money all your chips. You don't want to trick yourself out the game. This game of life. 
is chasing a life full of desires. Is that a healthy lifestyle? Is that a way to live? Is that a fulfilling way? Yes, it feels good to have our pleasures met. But to overindulge in it, that could put our relationships in jeopardy, put our well-being in jeopardy. A lot of desires that we crave, when we really think about it, they're low-hanging fruit. Whenever we create something with love, there's something fulfilling about that. There's some, there's some gratitude about that. There's just makes us feel good about ourselves. Love. Lust. Some say they go hand in hand. Some say you need lust for love. I think that's just confusion for admiration, though. Because there's a lot of things I lust over, but I don't love it. It's not a necessity in my life. Like In-N-Out Burger. I think about it from time to time, but... I don't ever go get that shit. Once in a blue moon, maybe, but I don't really fuck with it like that. I feel like I could make a better one myself. With love, there comes an appreciation with it. A desire you don't really... It's the pleasure... With love, there's pleasure on a higher scale, higher atmosphere. Desire is just instant gratification. It comes and goes. It's like the wind. Love, however, is like a mountain. Love can be cemented, set in stone. Love can last. Love can transcend. Love can attract lust and admiration. It's up to you to choose how you respond to each expression that you are experiencing.
there are healthy desires. We have to honor that. There are healthy desires. There's a desire to live. But would there be a desire to live if we knew that we live forever? Yes, energy is real. But there are laws as well of the universe. So subconsciously, subconsciously, unconsciously, I think that we all know that we do go on and live forever because energy can't be destroyed. We just know that we're going to die. And for some of us, we don't know where we're going. We're in the dark about what's after this life. I guess the deeper we get into the season, the more we'll find out, huh? That is all the time that we have for the What Is Life podcast. If you made it this far, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. I love you for making it this far. It's been an honor, a privilege to be able to sit down and have this discussion with you. And I want to know what you guys think about love and lust. You can head over to the blog on www.spookyvisions.com and get into the discussion, get into the chat, get into the comments. I want to learn something from you all. Let me know what you all are thinking about this topic. Also, if you're a reader, you can purchase the book, A Love So Blind. It's available if you are into ebooks. You can get it on the Kindle. You can get it on Amazon. Also, you can get the physical copy on Amazon. You can get it on Books A Million, BarnesandNoble.com. Anywhere you can buy a book online, you can find A Love So Blind. Oh, man. Stay tuned for episode 13. Also, if you want some cool merch like this, it's also on the website. The website is the new home. You know, with Spooky Visions. Spooky Visions. Stay tuned for episode 13. As always, it's been your boy, your host, Sensei Spees in the building, Mr. Cronkite himself, signing off. Yo, and if you made it this far, you're a real one for real because Pal snored throughout basically the entire episode. (laughs) So shout out to Pal and shout out to you. But for real though, stay tuned for episode 13.